The following talk was given at Mile High Church in Lakewood, Colorado. Please visit our website at milehighchurch.org. Good evening, Mile Hires, wherever you are. We're broadcasting here from our Mile High Sanctuary, but that's a little bit of a falsehood because the the real sanctuary is our congregation, and so our sanctuary is right where you are. And for me, it's certainly a time at home to ask myself, is this a sanctuary? So I hope your whole home is a sanctuary for you, and if you've got screaming kids or uh, unruly roommates, whatever it may be, I hope that you can at least find a a sacred space, light a candle, show off a book that means something to you. Uh, just just fill it with something that you love and know that you are a sanctuary. You are a sacred space. And how you are treating yourself uh, through this challenging time is making a difference, not just in your life, but in the world. And I am so grateful to share the stage with two of my colleagues and my buddies uh, here tonight, uh, Reverend Michelle Scavetta, who's giving the, the message tonight. I think it was a, a few months ago. I said, hey, I'm plugging you in on the end of, end of March, okay? Uh, and so here you are giving a, a talk for us tonight. And Dr. Patty Luckenbach, so grateful to have you here, our host minister for this month. And, and uh, you know, you've been taking care of, of all of us here uh, at Mile High in, in so many different ways, and so appreciate having you both here. And just as we're, um, you know, in the midst of this challenging time, you know, I think it's it's a good good time to ask ourselves, you know, what are we doing to take spiritual care of ourselves? And um, something that's interesting about both of you, you know, Michelle, you work with everybody here, but you have a focus with our teens and our next gen. And uh, Patty, you work and take care of all of us. But in particular, um, you work a lot with our wisdom keepers and elders. And I just wanted to ask you tonight, you know, in conversations that you're having, um, what are you hearing from our, our folks about how to take care of yourself during this time? Well, I would share uh, first and foremost um, for myself. Uh, it's important that I get outside and stand on the earth. Um, can't sit on the earth or I'd be all muddy right now where I live. But to stand on the earth, and I have suggested that to a lot of people. But uh, this past week in all the organization of different aspects to be able to support our entire congregation by a phone call, letting them know we're here, uh, I have talked with several of our elders, and I have found it most delightful, for they are teaching me. In fact, one of them said to me, they said, I wish you guys would just lighten up. We're all going to be okay. And uh, they've been passing uh, back and forth cute little sayings and beautiful pictures of flowers. And um, so that's been a joy on a couple of those calls. And um, so we'll be touching base with all our congregation in this next couple of weeks. Yes, and you know, thanks to your leadership, Dr. Patty, we're working on calling every every congregant right now uh, just to check in and to say hi. And you know, part of ministry too is accepting people where they are. And so, for some people, it's a lighten up consciousness. For some people, it's it's high concern and everything in between. And I think our space, you know, our job is just to bring love and and attention and and care with uh, whoever we're communicating with. How about for you, Michelle? Um, for me, I've been working, you know, with our teens and, and next gen. And I think many of us, it's important to just stay connected, you know, in various ways. Some of our, you know, next gen folks, and I'm one of them who I live alone. And so there's an element of it's weird to be just by myself. And I'm an introvert, so I could be my, by myself a lot. But right now it feels like I need to stay connected with people. And, and our teens definitely want to stay connected. For some of them, it helps them to stay on a routine 
um, at home. And for other people, they just need to allow themselves to be where they are, just like you said. And so sometimes wherever we are can to span the, the whole span spectrum, you know, throughout the day. And so it's just being gentle with ourselves along the way. And, you know, knowing even when we're at home, we can stretch. And for some of us, the home is a place to escape. It's not necessarily the place where we uplift ourselves with mindfulness or spirituality, but now is a, a great time to, to stretch a little bit every day, to write in that journal, uh, to call someone maybe we haven't talked to in a while and check in, uh, to try something new, you know, uh, learning music or reading something we would have never read in the past. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's been very important to uh, be able to just find those creative ways. And I have spoken with a couple congregants this week where being isolated all by themselves um, brought up some deep, deep woundedness Mm -hmm. just because of the atmosphere of fear. And I would encourage if that is taking place, identify it. You know, call someone and talk about it. And I was so delighted that I was able to be able to just chat with them. And I said, you know, just talk to me about this. Bring it out in the open so we can identify it. And so it's not a a hidden thing that's going to gnaw away uh, and create more anxiety. So um, there's all kinds of ways we can work together. Absolutely. And I think it's also important... I think it's definitely important to go within and to be able to do our spiritual practices on our own, but it's also important to find ways that we can stay engaged with people. And even if it's through Zoom, I'm doing a lot of Zoom calls lately, just to hear other people, what they're going through, what's working for them, what's supporting them, um, and just how everybody's doing and creating the space of, of community, even remotely. Yeah, it's been that that consciousness. And one of my favorite experiences of the last week was actually getting to moderate on Facebook Live last week during this service. And Patty was here and uh, Reverend Linda gave a great talk. But, you know, within two or three minutes, I saw how needed this was because I could experience how some of us were hurting. And, you know, it may sound a little a little crazy, but when you have a big crisis like this and you're a caretaker, there's like this part of me that um, almost feels responsible for it. You know, I want I would take it personally. Uh, and, and yet it's hard because all we can do right now is take care of ourselves. But to recognize that that, that phone call, like Jennifer was talking about her, uh, earlier, that, that reach out, uh, that moment to just send a positive note, um, all of those little things make big things happen. And the big thing that we're seeking to have happen right now isn't just to get through this health crisis, but to get through it and become even stronger, more spiritual, more centered with a greater sense of togetherness, even though uh, we're alone right now. Uh, there's no such thing because we're so connected to. And I would just uh, comment, I'm just, just so grateful for for Mile High, just the consciousness and the teams here working to support everyone the very best we can. And maybe I'll retract support. Yes, we're at, uh, offering support. But to love everybody mm-hmm. and to let um, all of you know that we do care. And also we can reel that back into our own personal families. And if you haven't spoken with a cousin for a long time, give them a phone call. Connect. It's... Mm-hmm. It's so important. So important. Yeah, and don't, and don't be don't be afraid to connect. Just do it, and know that it's going to be be appreciated. There's that part of us. 
Um, I learn it from my, my daughter, Nancy June. So because we're, when we're at a restaurant, she wants to go up and wave and say hi to everybody. And it's like people are in this tunnel vision uh, and, and how they're, they're connecting and that they pretend no one else exists. And when we're at home, I know we're not going to restaurants, but we can still reach out to people, uh, honor their existence and just say hi. And uh, what's the worst thing that can happen uh, from that than us being a good, a good person? And again, I, I'm so grateful for uh, our production crew here. Uh, all of us ministers are, are so blessed and coming into um, this, this challenge because we've been so well set up. We have such incredible uh, production teams. We have such incredible um, staff here. We have such incredible congregation. It was so wonderful to see you know, the amount of views that this service is getting, that our Sunday services are, are getting, how generous people have been with their donations. And, and it's just been a... Um, a heartening experience, although it's, it's challenging, of course. It's also heartening to see how mile-high strong we are uh, through all of this as well. I finished my class last night on Zoom, uh, Practical Mysticism. And for me, it was a precious experience seeing all these faces on the screen. Brand new for me, but it was just precious. And it's almost like we didn't want to leave the screen. Mm-hmm. And uh, even tonight in... What we're experiencing here, where we are in the sanctuary, there's no one here, just us guys in production. But I can feel you. I can feel a connection of love. Yeah, I feel it too. And I feel blessed to be here with with you two as well. And... You know, again, you know, one of the things that we're offering is we have two free classes coming up, a Beyond Limits class and a class on Joseph Campbell called The Art of Living. And um, they're great, you know, just to connect, connect with people. You know, if you don't do the homework, we don't care, <laughs> you know, but uh, but be in a place where with high-minded people uh, to connect. So just know that we're looking at Mile High about how we can continue to create those opportunities to connect with one another. Our 1111 Daily Meditations is also a great place to get engaged and involved with. So I get ready for a wonderful message from Reverend Michelle. So welcome. I'm so glad that you're here tonight. We are definitely in some interesting times. But I'm so grateful that we have the opportunity to connect in new and creative ways and create and contain and maintain our community here at Mile High Church. My talk title tonight is Walking the Talk, Be the Change. So what's interesting is that talk title chose me a couple of months ago. And looking at all that has transpired in the past couple of weeks, it's even more perfect and more appropriate for right now. And so I'm grateful to be here, and I'm so grateful to be supporting you right where you are. And so tonight, we're going to explore how we can take our philosophy that sometimes can feel like a very heady philosophy, very theoretical, and how we can bring it into our heart to not only transform our lives, but to help transform the world. And so tonight, I'm going to share with you three invitations, if you choose to accept them. The first invitation is to feel your feelings. Now, at first, that can sound like an overwhelming invitation. But it's important that we create the space and the time in our days to just touch in and to really see and feel what it is that's going on in our world. Because the interesting thing is that we believe that we're all connected through this one mind. We're all connected through consciousness. 
So right now is as better a time as any to really discern what are our feelings and what are the feelings that are arising in the collective consciousness. Because what's arising in that collective consciousness, it's not ours to take on. We may feel it. We may feel it in a big way right now. But we have to be able to create practices and self-care practices that can help us clear those energies, clear those emotions, so we can just come back to what are emotions that I'm feeling, what's applicable to my life right now. And when you notice some fear, that is totally okay. You may notice some anxiety coming up. Sometimes you might notice some panic coming up. And so it's during those times to just settle in, feel into them, and allow them to pass through. What we don't want to do right now is do what's called a spiritual bypass and just put you know, a happy little Band-Aid on top of it and pretend that there's nothing going on. Because that's not true. When we create that space to feel into what's going on, that those emotions, they're arising to the surface for a reason. There's information in them. And when we acknowledge them, we're allowing that information to come through and then we just allow the emotion to pass. What we don't want to do, and what's tricky sometimes, we don't want to attach to those emotions. We don't want to identify with those emotions. We don't want to pitch a tent there. So feeling into those emotions, identifying what's ours, leaning into it, and then moving along. The emotions can sometimes feel overwhelming. And as Jennifer mentioned, and as Dr. Patty and Josh mentioned earlier, there are people here that are willing to support you. Remember to reach out because you're not alone. I mean, that's the interesting thing about this time right now. We're all in this together. We're all experiencing a vast majority of emotions and feelings and uncertainty. And so when we take the time to reach out, to just say to somebody, hey, would you mind just doing a prayer treatment with me? Would you mind just helping me process what's going on? That in itself can help the emotions subside. Maya Angelou said, hope and fear cannot occupy the same space. Invite one to stay. So who are you inviting to stay in your space? We may feel the emotions, but then we move on. Don't stay there. They will pass. And so my second invitation is to pay attention to what you're focusing on. We believe that where our attention goes, energy flows, and what we focus on expands. And there is so much news going on right now that I think is oftentimes adding to the fear that we might be feeling, adding to the anxiety. And I'm not saying to turn off the news, but maybe. What if we add some positive stories into that mix as well? You know, I was at the grocery store the other day. I got there really early as soon as they opened. And I was in line. I just had a couple of items. 
And as soon as I got to line, I'm like, oh, wait, let me go check one more thing. And I just took a couple of steps out, noticed that they were out of it, and then came back in line. And then during that time, somebody else had gotten in line behind me with this big cart full of stuff. And she noticed me come back and she said, you know, you're welcome to go right in front of me. I know you were here before me and you only have a couple of items. And I was like, wow, thank you so much. And then I was at another store, had a different experience. There I was, again, looking for something on the shelf and I had it crouched down low and it was all the way in the back. And so I was crouching down, I was, you know, grabbing my supplies and then somebody else came up next to me and that's like, I could just feel him right there. I could feel him. I could feel that he wasn't necessarily noticing that I was there or noticing that we were going after the same item. And so he came in and he grabbed like three items and there was probably only five items there on the shelf. And I was like, okay, I'm just gonna, he needs to do what he needs to do and that's okay. You know, I think this fear and this anxiety that's happening right now is what's adding to this sense of panic and sense of I need, I need to hoard, I need to gather, I need to get as much as I can get for myself. But what we don't realize is that Actions like that are also impacting others around us. Now, the important thing that that interaction reminded me was to not take it personally. I trust and know that we're all doing the best that we can right now. And even if we may be reacting in one moment and responding in the next moment, it's all okay as long as we don't take things personally. But creating the positive news stories, bringing the positive news stories into our day, I think, at least for me, it helps remind me the sense of just humanity, you know, that humanity is good out there, that there are people out there that are doing great things. And so there's this Facebook group that was recently created. It's called the Kindness Pandemic. And on that Facebook, there's people around the world sharing positive stories about things that they're experiencing or things that they're witnessing right now. There's everything from people in their neighborhood creating these makeshift um, areas for place people to grab supplies. There's people on there sharing about how their landlord told them that they're going to reduce their rent for the month. There's people on there sharing, you know, random acts of kindness but also intentional acts of kindness. Going around to their neighborhood, checking in on their neighbors, especially their elderly neighbors or neighbors who that they know may be having a health challenge at the moment and checking in. Or even people having experiences with people at the grocery store. There was this one story where this elderly man was very beside himself and the woman asked him, it's like, you know, are you okay? What's going on? And he said, I've been to five different stores and I can't find the supplies that I need. And so she heard him on the phone with his wife just, you know, not knowing what to do. And so she actually, she ran into him again at the, in the parking lot. And she asked him, she said, you know, well, what are the supplies that you need? And he said, right now, I just really need toilet paper. And so she said, just hold on right here. Just wait for one minute, a couple of minutes. She ran home, grabbed a couple of 
you know, toilet paper rolls from her stash and brought it back to him. And that just made his day. It just made his, I mean, it probably made his week, maybe his month, maybe his year. Just a simple act of sharing, sharing supplies, sharing support, sharing compassion. What's important right now is that even though we can't control what's happening around us, the challenge for us is to figure out how do we choose to respond to what's happening? Because in that response, in that choice, that's where our power is. And my third invitation is to be the change. I was reminded of a story that I've heard a couple of times, and you may have heard it too, but it sounds so perfect for this talk especially. The story goes that there was a young boy. He's walking along the beach, and he's picking up starfish that he collects along the shore, and he's throwing them back into the ocean. And he's been doing this for you know, quite some time, and there's a gentleman who was just sitting there watching him, very curious. And so after a couple of minutes of watching him, he goes up to the little boy and he says, what are you doing? And the boy looks at him. He says, I'm saving the starfish. And the man says to him, and with a chuckle, he's like, there's hundreds of starfish on this beach. You can't possibly save them all. You can't possibly make a difference. And the little boy looked at him. He knelt down. He picked up a starfish and he threw it into the ocean. He looked at the man and he said, I made a difference to that one. And that story, even saying it right now, still touches my heart because I think that's what we're here to do. We're here to make a difference. We're here to support one another. This time that we're in is unprecedented. I mean, we have not experienced this before, and there's so many uncertainties. But how can we come together, our one human family? How can we support one another and be the change that we wish to see in the world? So my invitation to you is to see how can I shine my light a little bit brighter? Even if you're feeling some of that uncertainty, the question, or even anxiety, even in that moment, how can I shine my light a little bit brighter? Is there something that I can do that might help make a difference in somebody else's life right now? Because the interesting thing is when we do kind acts for somebody else, not only does it impact their life, but it impacts our life as well. It helps us, it fills us up. So what can we do? What can you do this week? I invite you to just sit with that question. And it doesn't have to be something huge. It can just be a small thing that can make somebody else's day.
And so my invitations to you, feel your feelings, but don't pitch a tent there. Pay attention to what you're focusing on. Are you focusing on fear? Are you focusing on hope? And be the change. What are you willing to do to show up in somebody else's life in a bigger way this week? So I'm so grateful that you were here this evening. I'm so grateful to connect with you. I'm so grateful to be having the opportunity to support you. Always remember that you're not alone. Thank you for listening to the Mile High Church Podcast. This podcast is made possible by the generous contributions from listeners like you. If you'd like to make a donation, please visit us at milehighchurch.org. Have a fabulous day.